This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead who haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Eric Branson, and with me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Ryan Steiskola and Joe Peterson. How's it going tonight, guys? Pretty good. Recovering. Recovering. Yeah, Ryan's been sick. <laughs> Recovering. I, I got yeah. sick last week, uh, and only la- like the, the actual symptoms of it like lasted three days. And then like the the whole other the whole remainder of like last week and this week is just been fatigue. And it wasn't COVID. It's just sucked. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm glad today feels better. Except my, al- yeah. my allergies decided to kick in, so I was blowing oh, of my course. nose and sneezing all day. And I'm like, great. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you're not sick anymore, you might as well feel sick again. That's. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. you know. it's, that, it's, it's all that in the sinuses. It's just everything just wanted to be in the middle of my fucking head. That's all. Well, it, it doesn't help that it goes from being really hot to then actually kind of cool today, and then it's going to get hot again, and, you know, that back and forth. Oh, God, yeah. And I got my birthday yeah. coming up this week. That's weekend. right. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping it stays cool. I like it when it's cool. Yeah, that's always <laughs> helpful. And, uh, Eric, how's school going? Yeah. It's it's going. I, I was, t- was telling Ryan earlier, like it's it's just like every as every week goes on, it keeps just kind of piling more. It's like a snowball rolling down a hill. So I feel like it's you know, eventually it's gonna start kicking kicking my ass. But um, yeah, it's going good right now. We'll good. see. Got a lot of stuff coming up early uh, next week, actually. So right. yeah, next week's when I go back on Wednesday and. It's just, it's going to be a great year, I can tell. It's going to just be a fantastic <laughs> fucking year. Yeah. Oh, God. It sounds the, like you. The, the morale on campus yeah. is, like, dead. <laughs> Everybody's depressed. And, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we're going through some massive budget cuts. That was cuts, a good way so to start. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned and that. Tuesday is going to be the Chancellor's, like, welcome address thing, and he always does. And I'm like, I'm curious, like, how's he going to spin this one? I have a good feeling about this year. You are the only one. (laughs) So, but uh, I guess in a way, kind of leads into the movie, you know, talking about horrible things about ready to happen and (laughs) people losing potential jobs and homes and, yeah. Losing the, yeah, everything. I just need an adventure to go on. (laughs) That's all I need. There you go. Yeah. Find some some buried pirate treasure and yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, and some rich stuff. Some rich you stuff. Gotta find some rich stuff. All the rich stuff. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. Well, if you haven't guessed, tonight's movie that we're going to talk about is the 1985 American adventure comedy, The Goonies. Steven Spielberg presents. The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. Whoa, you guys realize what we could do? I don't want to go on any more of your crazy Goonie adventures. Meet Mikey. I gotta go faster. Brand. Andy. Shame, shame. Come on, Brand. Slip the tongue. That's disgusting. No, I can't even look. Mouth. I gotcha. Now get out from behind her. Stephanie. Data. Boy, And Chunk. They call themselves the Goonies. They've stumbled onto a legend. But they're not alone. Chunk, I hope that was your stomach. No. Discover what they uncover. 
the lost map. Oh, this started the tunnel. The secret caves. Treacherous traps. Hello, Sheriff. I'm at the Lighthouse Lounge. I wanna, and I want to report oh, murder. Just like that last prank about all those little creatures that multiply when you throw water on them. Take the oath. Join the adventure. As Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. Is uh, one of those movies that I can't really believe we've not talked about before. Um, yeah, just one that's probably been sitting there on the list for. You know what, though? I, this, I think that when we first started doing this all those years ago, which is hard to imagine now, um, yeah. the thing was, oh, not movies that people still talk about. And I'd still hear Goonies references back then. And I think oh, yeah, it's, yeah, enough yeah. time has passed, even what, this, five years. This certainly does not fit the, the you know, um, forgotten films moniker, necessarily. This one has never been forgotten by anybody um, yeah. that saw it or was around when, you know, was a kid when this came out. But, but yeah, we we do tend to kind of visit the revisit these '80s and '90s classics as well. So mm -hmm. tends to be something we always come back to. And, well, and it's kind of hard so yeah, not to because I mean, we wouldn't have Stranger Things and a lot of these other shows if it wasn't for films like this. You yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. yeah, these the '80s kind of like kid centric, whether they be sci-fi or we talked about Monster Squad. I think is kind of a a similar film to this in a lot of yeah. ways. And, and, and if, inferior one but but still similar i think um but yeah so definitely kind of a or it's definitely a influential archetype of teen or preteen comedy adventure films i guess yep for lack of a less convoluted description so um goonies was directed by richard donner a uh, screenplay by chris columbus uh on a story by uh based on a story by steven spielberg uh, so yeah, some no names there, of course. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> stars uh, Sean Astin, John, Josh Brolin, Jeff Cohen, Corey Feldman, Carrie Green, Martha Plimpton, and uh, how do you Kehu Kwan? Is yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm make sure I'm doing justice. And Ramsey, Oscar winner Kehu Kwan, yeah. and yeah. Anne Ramsey. Yeah. Uh, John yeah, the Matusa. list goes on. I just yeah. read the. <laughs> yeah. Joe Pantoliano. Um, I mean, it's, it's especially. I always forget that Joe Pantoliano is that character. Like, I can picture yeah. that character, but it's not until I start watching it as an adult that I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, and Robert Davi is hair. always the guy from kind Goonies. Of. I don't care what else I see Robert Davi. Mm -hmm. He's always, like, the guy from Goonies who's singing Italian music all the time. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, Robert Davi's in. Um, he's in a James Bond movie, I think. And I, that's, a, that's. I still. I'm yep. like, oh, Goonies. Yeah. But. So, yeah. License to Kills, I think. is. Oh, yeah, I think so. But, yeah, this one, I... God, I grew up watching this so many times. <laughs> yeah, God. yeah, I should uh, go ahead and start with... I was going to ask what everybody's history... Since we mentioned, you know, everyone of a certain age has seen The Goonies at one point. But what, uh... Can you even remember the first time you saw this one? I vaguely... I have one little snip of a memory of, I think, seeing this in theaters because the scene when they are sliding down like the water tunnels towards the end or into the third act uh, I remember my dad leaning over to me in the theaters being like hey it's just like the slides at Magic Waters um, which mm -hmm. was a water park in Rockford and mm -hmm. I remember that but I, I haven't looked if this was ever re-released in theaters which you know they did frequently. that's how I saw Return of the Jedi in theaters was when they re-released it in like 86 or 87 um, okay yeah and because and, I know I wouldn't I remember seeing that in theaters too, but it must have been the re-release. I don't know if this one was re-released or not. So maybe I was yeah, four I years old and vaguely remember seeing this, but or it was yeah. Prior to six, maybe home video, it wasn't uncommon to have successful films be re-released theatrically, but um, home video kind of 
killed that trend a bit. <laughs> yeah. Which has now resurfaced. It's pretty common now that these classics uh, get back, get theatrical runs. In fact, I'm pretty sure this this specific film did an anniversary national screening uh, not too long ago. Yeah. Um, I just looked it, it up, and I don't... Yeah, I think it was 2020 they redid it for its 35th anniversary. And okay. I don't see yeah. anything prior to that, so maybe I did see it in 1985 when it came <laughs> out, um, which yeah. is why I don't remember it much. But this was one I had. Right. It was recorded then on a beta tape, and I watched it over and over, like we were talking about before we recorded. This was up there with watching Bob Barker on The Price is Right when you're home sick. You watch that, yeah. you watch Goonies, eat some crackers. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. And it's one where while watching it this time, I could quote the entire thing still. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's very quotable, but yeah, it, also the sheer amount of times that uh, yeah. I've seen it. But Ryan, what's your uh, history? Being that you were probably coming to Goonies, it's a little older movie by the time you discovered it, I'm sure. But It was definitely a VHS rental discovery. Um, like, And it was a surprise, too. So I never knew about Goonies' existence. Um, but then one day... I don't, one of my parents, I think, rented it. And it was a sick day. I was sick. Um, so they rented a movie from our gas station video rental, and, and it happened to be The Goonies. And I'm like, this is an amazing gym. I wonder if this is popular. Only for it, only for my, uh, to find out, like, years later that this is a massive thing. Um, but no one ever in my groups ever talked about this movie. Like, now, of course. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, I've, I, I've seen it a few times since. Since I've been with my partner, which has been nearly seven years, she owns it. And since then, we definitely watch it at least once a year. Always around fall. It's it's a good fall movie. Um, but always when I'm sick. Like, not always, but <laughs> it happened again, of course, for this. Uh, and this was my pick, so apparently I doomed myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> and with the death of Bob Barker that recently happened uh, since this recording, that's uh, right. Just <laughs> raise one uh, was a bowl of hot soup and saltine crackers in the memory of you know in honor. Mm -hmm. Pour it on the ground <laughs> for one's homies. What about you? Yeah. Eric? Yeah. Uh, similar, I think, to you. Although I definitely didn't see this in theaters, um, but yeah, I. I honestly don't know the first time I saw it. I can remember seeing this. I'm pretty sure a really good friend of mine whose house I used to go to to, to, to be babysat every once in a while, and we did, we just hung out a lot as kids, um, had this on a beta tape. And it wasn't you, Joe. I knew mm -hmm. someone else that had beta tapes, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I'm pretty sure I remember watching it there. I Also the same place I saw the original Star Wars movies, I think, for the first time. But... Um, and I, I'm trying to remember if it was the video store or the library somewhere where it was accessible to me. I, I ended up like taking it out from and watching it many more times. I don't think I ever had a copy of it, at least not until much much later when I got a DVD copy mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely saw it many times uh, growing up. Maybe not to the extent of some of the other films that I loved, but I didn't have a copy, like I, like I said, I didn't even have like a recorded off TV copy of this, so I, I didn't have the ability to like, you know, ruin the tape like I did with my copy of Ghostbusters or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly it was a movie that I liked a lot and was interested in, in seeing and never would have turned down the chance to watch it again. Um, yeah. Well, I, I do I mean, just want to just... mention, I think that's the, the beauty of beta tapes, is they, if you had a beta player... <laughs> All you could get were blank tapes. It's not like they made a lot of movies for beta. So everybody who had a beta just had a ton of shit recorded off the TV. <laughs> yeah. But. Yep. That's gonna. I remember your your house, and I remember this this other friend who who you would know. Um, just have it. That's exactly what it was. It was like a chest full of like yep. recorded beta tapes with the you know pen That's and ink written on the side what movies they were. Yeah. So. yeah the chest. That was the real rich stuff right if, there. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine if we still had all of those. God, the hard part would be finding a beta player that works, but right. Yeah. <laughs> There's but, an episode of Cabo uh, Bebop that that's the whole episode. Is I'm trying to find a beta beta player. Oh <laughs> really? That works. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> you're not. It's a whole episode. Oh, wow. I gotta hilarious. look that one up. Um, but uh, going no. back, and it's thematic about the idea of like diving down into the past and. 
trying to find yeah uh, a treasure um which that's yep. what this fucking this movie is essential like not just child uh, sorry not just treasure hunting but the childhood like feeling of treasure hunting like the awe of the entire thing is just so perfectly captured uh i think that's what it does best honestly yeah. like that's yeah. captures like it's that completely, kind of childhood fascination with it's completely ridiculous like everything that happens in this yeah, is so yeah. cartoonish yeah. and like holy like just so unlikely um but and it's fun I, every I, fucking I, second Yep. Just realized I didn't do a synopsis. Anyone really needs a synopsis of the Goonies. Um, old-fashioned yarn about a band of adventurous kids who take on the might of a property-developing company which plans to destroy their home and build a country club. When the children discover an old pirate map in the attic, they follow it into an underground cavern in search of lost treasure but come up against plenty of dangerous obstacles along the way. It's funny, mm. the synopsis has, this synopsis has no mention of the Fratelli family or the yeah. uh, that aspect, which I believe that was more well-developed in the film than the uh, actual plot about, you know, the destruction of the, the property. It, we, exactly. we get that that's going on, but yeah. Well, and that's, I was just because that's one of the things I think is so great about this, is as a kid I didn't really catch on to all of the minutiae and details about what was going on. I knew that they're losing their house, but I really didn't get why, and there are these businessmen that show up, and okay, so something, I, like, I didn't get it as a kid, but I did get treasure hunting and running from bad guys because that's straight yeah. up out of like tom sawyer right i mean yeah yeah <laughs> and i love how a children's film pretty much first thing it starts off with is a guy who hung himself in prison right mm-hmm. like, like that's the first fucking, a, when i when i yeah. first watched this well, i will tell you it doesn't build up too much it kind of just goes straight to that scene i thought I right away asked, like, what the fuck did my dad get me? Because, like, in the first few seconds, a man's hanging himself in the prison. Like, I don't think this is a children's movie. And if I've said, if I haven't said it before, there's this reoccurring theme in my life where my dad grabs things he thinks were perfect for kids, and they turn out to be really fucking weird. Well, (laughs) and this this was, I mean, we've covered enough movies from the 80s that were kids' movies. Yeah, this is... Yeah, they all had and, some dark themes to them, and this is definitely one of them because the Fratellis, the the criminal family, right, that are are chasing down the treasure as well, and these kids, they're they're not. I mean, they're serious. Like they they are psycho. They're funny, mm-hmm. yeah, but they are not. It's weird. Like we we had likable villains that were absolutely like terrible people. Yeah. You know that they had no redeeming <laughs> qualities. They're fun to watch, and there's definitely a comic element to a yeah. slapstick element to the to those performances. Yeah. And, Absolutely, um, the two and I don't think this is quote unquote yeah. a family film in the way that we see family films now. This is definitely aimed straight at older kids. Like this was an eighties, but we're talking like film. a very yeah. like yeah. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of the movies we've talked about in the 80s where they seem a little questionable, they actually had this like demographic of kids they were after that was very specific, that like 8 to 12 year old demographic like. Yeah. And uh they they must have figured out that they were the ones driving their, you know, getting their parents to shell out the money to get to the theaters and see these movies cuz um yeah, this is this is definitely it might, might be one of the early ones, but it's definitely not the last movie that that's like that. And it's certainly not the last one that has not the first one we've talked about that seems a little bit off when you think of it as a kid's movie because I really yeah. don't think it hit. Yeah, uh-huh. it doesn't really quite fit the mold of a kid's movie. But again, it's definitely certain. It's certainly aimed at youth in a way. Like, yeah. I mean, this kind of this film kind of felt like like how we're Indiana Jones. If you watch Indiana Jones, you're like, this is not a kid's movie. But so many kids have seen this movie. like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then you get the goonies which is kind of like indiana jones but for that age demographic but still like kind of like a good enough for adults to watch and which reminds me of all those comics in the 80s and early 90s where they took two different franchises and fused them together and i would totally be for indiana jones meets the goonies i know there's no way in hell that that timeline would ever line up well who knows harrison ford is (laughs) The re- last one, who knows? But I'm just saying, like, that'd be interesting. Throw RoboCop in there, I guess, at some point. Let's, like, get a time travel and fuck. <gasps> no, there you, you get Marty McFly oh. with Back to the Future. That's how you connect it all together. There you go. Fucking did it. Yep. <laughs> you Found get to it. go back and see uh, One-Eyed Willie alive. 
I mean, That's I'm still right. waiting for the the Flat Fast and the Furious and Back to the Future like lineup. That's that's a, but man can dream. <laughs> we got to get this it's car like to 21 gigawatts for family. <laughs> well, no, even worse, where Marty and his mom are back in that bed scene and Doc's about to interrupt, and then you got Vin Diesel like, no, no, they're family. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> it's about family. It's okay. Um, they're family. So uh, you mentioned that we, we talk a little bit about the great cast in this, but the characters that they play, like just to go through the Goonies, I guess you've got Sean Astin who plays yeah. Mikey, Mike Walsh, mm-hmm. who's, it's just so weird seeing Sean Astin as a kid again, because I've now gotten so used to him as an adult, still a phenomenal right. actor, yeah. but oh yeah, this is such a, a great sandwich. role for him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you've got, you know, you've got Samwise Gamgee with Thanos and their brothers <laughs> because oh, you've got yeah. Josh Brolin <laughs> who's right you know um, or Cable we'll just yeah he's, I was going to say you could Bishop, also say sorry. Cable yeah. yeah is it Cable or Bishop <laughs> no it is Cable yeah it's Cable um, Cable yeah. yeah and Corey Feldman as Mouth Clark Devereaux I'm just not reading their names they actually had real names not just Mike yeah, and they... Mouth I think there's a couple moments when uh, Chunk is called Lawrence, but the other, yeah. everybody else, like, I just their nicknames, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess, Corey, yeah. yeah, Mouth is called Clark every now and then, but, yeah, for the most part, it's it's Mouth. And the he's, mo- the he, mom, the Mrs. Walsh, yeah. I think, calls him, them all by their actual yeah. names. but And, uh, yeah, Mouth is a, is the smart-ass Corey Feldman at every yep. role he played as a kid. Um, yeah. But pretty good. And then, yeah, you mentioned Chunk. Holy shit. I still crack <laughs> up at this kid. And, and poor Jeff Cohen. He's gone on to be like this real... Well, I shouldn't say poor, but he's gone on to be this like really successful Hollywood lo- uh, attorney. And yeah. this is what he's mostly known for, is doing the truffle shuffle yeah. in movies. wonder how often he gets asked. But... <laughs> Yeah, and, and like, Chunk comes up with yeah, lots just, of... If I could just have you sign these papers, like, well, first, Jeff. You gotta, <laughs> first, yeah. you got to do the, the, the truffle shuffle. <laughs> but he's got all these tall tales, which are hilarious. You know, and, like... And he has the supernatural ability to smell ice cream from, like, yes. a mile away, apparently. <laughs> oh, this yeah. kid is... The, the scene when the, the bad guys and the Fratellis grab him. And they're trying to interrogate him and threaten to cut off his hand in the blender if he doesn't tell him everything. And he literally tells them every bad thing he's ever done. Yep. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite moments in this whole yep. movie. Like the... I shoved my sister down the stairs and I blamed it on the dog. You know, I mean, to a point where one of them actually says, Mom, I'm beginning to like this kid. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the the kids in this are phenomenal. Yeah, Kehu Kwan is as Data, which is this mm-hmm. very stereotypical character, which is you know problematic by today's standards. But he's such a lovable character as this gadget James Bond oh, yeah. obsessed kid. Yep, um, definitely loved anybody who had like those gadget type situations. Yep. Like big fan of that, and also. I made the comment about like teaming up with Indiana Jones, and how could I forget? He also played. Short well, he's round. short so round. That's, yeah. that's yeah. the connection. Yeah. It's say, but I think the difference of these two characters is is Data in this uh, is very likable, and I'm not sure yeah. I would say the same uh, for short round, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's likable, but he's yeah. you know, it, he's definitely it, like an it, what, eight year old. <laughs> so. It plays up. I yeah, think yeah. the context of of him as short round it really played into the stereotype, especially for the time in which the movie takes place. You do meet at the end Data's family in this, and yeah, that you know, was a very touching one. Yeah, it, it it is, and and you so his like his broken English, you can kind of okay, you could forgive that, you know. So I think he's a better character in here. All right. Then, I mean, the first thing his dad does is take out a camera and start taking pictures, though. So yeah, yeah. yeah. With his but, belt but, buckled, the but it's it, a like, gadget thing. Yeah. It's still it an invention. A it is. And so they're both inventors and stuff, and that's you know, there's a, a, yeah, a, a cuteness there. There was a cute kind of thing to, to like invention. It's yeah, yeah, it really yeah. is. Um, and then there's Andy and Steph, Carrie Green and Martha Plimpton, respectively, uh, as. Well, Brand's love interest and her friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty much how it the is. Group. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of them as kind of like the, they were the girl goonies, right? They got to 
kind of honorary membership by the end of this thing, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They um, have to because Brad is the only teenager without them. Like, they yeah. had to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And Brad, he flunked his driver's test, so they're all pissed at him for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still riding yeah. around on a bike. Uh, and then with the Fratellis, you got Amber and Ramsey as the matriarch, and she's phenomenal uh, in this as she yeah. is in everything oh, yeah. or wasn't everything back then just, oh, yeah. she, she has the greatest scene when they first meet at that restaurant mm-hmm. and I think she has one of the best lines in the movie after dealing with all their fucking weird shenanigans <laughs> yeah, just go like just, I hate kids kids <laughs> like, suck yeah, kids, kids suck. suck that's it uh, <laughs> and that's just like god <laughs> uh, and then yep. Robert Davi and Joe uh, Pantoliano as Jake and Francis who yeah like you mentioned Ryan they're just bickering constantly it's almost a three stooges with the three of them yes yeah yeah there's uh, a very yeah. strong slapstick Ma element to them <laughs> yeah like, so yeah it's definitely Absolutely. mo and ramsey even right kind of looks them. a little bit like mo i'll yeah. tell you the yeah. truth but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and mama. then they have she has her third son sloth which apparently yeah. lotney for telly did not know his name was lotney uh played by oh, uh yeah. john matusak who is this deformed very abused monstrous type character who you find out is actually really awesome like the sweetest yeah, yeah. just yeah and I, it's it's a very 80s take on uh on something like this but it's hard not to really like this character after yeah. you know after watching the movie so well and it's not and necessarily sensitive if you've <laughs> seen this film once but, and you yeah. ever find yourself in like an outdoor space and there's people in the distance and you need to get their attention, you must yell, hey, you guys, really <laughs> loud, time. like Sloth. Uh, yeah, just a, a lovable character um, and, and pretty good makeup, too, because he, he looks yeah, pretty he, scary yeah. when you first see him. And I think um, they had, like, an animatronic in the eye, too. In the eye and in the, the, the ears. His the ears, ears wiggle a lot. He's, his he's, ears wiggle, he's yep. kind of a dopey-like character from Snow White. In a way. Yeah, like if Dopey like hit that way and hit that gym life, you know. Yeah, because Sloth's Holy big. Shit. Yeah, he is powerful. He is a yeah. powerful being. <laughs> That's for and sure. then I mean, you you briefly meet Mike and Brand's mom and dad, and there's you know a couple other minor characters like. Oh God, what's the guy? Troy? That's the bo- Troy. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. he's the the rich kid, other boyfriend kind guy. of bully yeah. yeah and then one That's of my funny. other favorite characters who's only in it for a few scenes is rosalita yeah <laughs> yeah yeah the whole bit where mouth is like doing like intentionally like saying the wrong Just things in spanish to make her think yeah. this is like a sex dungeon drug ring yeah they 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 have to pack up the house because it's going to get demolished and i love it. she throws the line in there i want a clean house when they house tear it down yeah before they tear, tear it down, down yeah um and so she brings in rosalita who's going to help pack and she doesn't speak any english and because mouth does speak spanish yeah, everything he tells her is like how to pack the drugs and we'll stick you in the attic with the cockroaches. <laughs> no food and water for two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's just, she's terrified. You, that's what, oh, one of the yeah. things, like mentioning it, the mom. Sorry, Eric. Oh, no, I was going to say that this film spends a significant amount of time time of its first act convincing you that these kids are just little bastards and and then it redeems them as time goes on but like <laughs> yeah yeah you listen sure. to the director's like, commentary they kind of work oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, oh yeah i'm sure but yeah. um i was gonna say like with the mom uh i like it was later watchings that i caught that she does the same thing as mikey or mm-hmm yeah, with the the speech things. Yeah, like where she's like, if if you don't come back here with the boys and gonna do a Harry Krishna, that's Harry Carey, mom. Yeah, <laughs> like those little <laughs> things. But it's things like that in the film that has so many watchability moments that every time you watch this film, you will catch something different. I think. Or, oh yeah, and it's just like God. This it's it's just incredible how much feels like it's gone into it because it definitely it's a like so much good it's a good script like the way that um and it's 
I'm not gonna necessarily say, I'm not gonna say anything bad about Steven Spielberg. I like I like his ideas and I like his dedication in this era of his career to these adventure like old old school adventure films. I think it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but his his story idea is fairly cookie cutter. There's nothing like you know groundbreaking about it. But I think yeah. what Chris Columbus brings to it in the screenplay is that all of these characters kind of become their own or kind of fly off the page. And I don't know how much of that was in Steven Spielberg's story. I'm sure some of those elements were like the 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 gags with all the like gadgets and stuff that Data has. That sounds like something that probably came from Spielberg. <laughs> but but the way that I don't know, the, the the relationships that they have and kind of the just the banter and the stuff that Chris Columbus draw draws out of these characters in the script is really the stuff that makes this movie memorable. Yeah. Like, everything else is fun, and it puts them in interesting situations, but I think, yeah, I really, like, think it's probably, like, one of the crowning achievements of, of his career, which, you know, was is not a short one. He's done a lot of lot of stuff, so... Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of For heart. better or worse, but, yeah. There's a lot of heart in these characters, because it does go back to, like, they're, like, they're going to lose their home and essentially their childhood like one another once this happens and like that's what this last hurrah adventure is but like there's those scenes and especially with the score the score is amazing as well that really conveys like those those moments of like just kind of like despair that like a child dealing with like children children multiple dealing with like real world unfair nonsense like even where the where your parents the adults that you feel like they can do anything can't stop this because it's like a real world that's kind of like creeping in on them and i think that's like because this movie is just so not in reality and a lot of its bits (laughs) which is the best part but yeah uh and it's funny because like the one scene one of the few scenes i think steve uh spielberg actually directed uh, was the wish wishing well scene, uh, and specifically this the part where Mouth uh, mm-hmm. has one bit of dialogue that's great, where they're like, "Here's all these coins from the wishing well, all these people's wishes," and he grabs one and goes like, "Well, well, this was my wish, the wish that like that like we weren't gonna move, that we would have kept our homes, and it never came true. So I'm gonna take this wish back." And it was just mm-hmm. like from that character, um, just was like. Yeah, I don't know. Floors me every time I see it. Yeah, that's a really great scene. I think you you see a lot of growth with all of these characters, and at the end, you know, not to jump too far ahead, but you you kind of see that those weren't fleeting moments. They've all kind of learned something yep. here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, every one of them has in the relationships that they're forming during this adventure. Even Sloth and Chunk, you know. Yep. Well. You know, Sloth gets a home, and and Chunk kind of learns to mellow out a little bit and and care for their, and, and care about their somebody, relationship yeah. that they form. Although not given a ton of screen time, I think is one of the most more endearing moments in, in the film as well. Because yeah, yeah I, I think both of them like they benefit from each other like immediately, and they just have this you know. It's yeah, crazy that you said other. that they don't have a lot of screen time because that, that is so technically true, but it does not fucking feel that way no. at all. Right. Ever. Right. Yep. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, um, they get like what two, one or two scenes prior to them meeting back up with everybody else at the yeah. ship, and that's it. That's the whole development of it. But you yeah. totally buy it later when he's like, you know, sloth love chunk, and you're like, yeah, they do. They're they're yeah, best they buddies. Do. Like yeah. you, you get you like, totally <laughs> buy it. Greater, better love story <laughs> so. than Twilight. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the effects and set pieces in this are pretty great too. Because oh, yeah. I mean, most of the movie takes I... place in these caves, but mm-hmm. it's just it's incredible. You know, the the sets that they put together for all of the different booby traps and stuff like that are. I, I mean, am it's yeah. Easy how it kept a kid captivated in the eighties. That fucking water right. slide at near the end when they get to the ship, like yeah. I still to this day wish that was a legitimate fucking thing, like that existed, like what on the Universal lot or some shit like that. I can't like, believe, tra- yeah, I can't believe it didn't pop up at a theme park at some point. Right, yeah, it's a travesty. Can you imagine like going down a water slide through all these like rocky kind of like beautiful like whatever, and then it lands in a giant pool where you see this giant fucking pirate ship. Oh my fucking god! And throw uh-huh. in the fucking giant octopus and deleted scenes in there. Yeah, fucking no. Yeah, uh, yep. 
our generation would be lined up for sure. We'd all be oh, out yeah. there like we want to go down the Goonies water slide. So, I mean, fuck yeah, if they absolutely. built that and I'm in my 80s, I'll still go down that thing. If that's how I die, <laughs> that's how I go out. That's fine. Well, and the, the <laughs> yeah. trap, my favorite booby trap is still the, uh, um, the organ. I was gonna say you're gonna say the organ. That's the organ so, was yeah. so cool. And that it's tense. it's a really very tense scene because and that's scene, where yeah. where the character like Andy gets to shine a little bit because she's kind of like the cutesy love interest for the entire movie, and then it's like she, you know, took piano lessons, took so a, she... a little bit of piano lessons, so she's going to try to read this old ass music sheet and stuff, and if she gets it wrong, part of the floor falls away to this pit of spikes. Again, makes no sense whatsoever <laughs> no. why a pirate no, would do all, all that, but. It's cool yeah. as hell, and it's this big skeleton this organ, is... and yeah, yeah. This is one hundred percent not a movie that you can start trying to make like logical sense of. Even in nope. like, there's it's just you know it's these characters that are entertaining to watch put it put through like a series of obstacles and booby traps. I mean that's just really yep. all there is to it. Not, I mean even even at the most basic level, you start breaking down the plot like this. One-eyed Willie, this this famous pirate who captured the Spanish galleon and had all this treasure, hid it away on the Oregon coast, and nobody's been able to find it. From that point, everything else that happens is just an escalation into silliness with like all of these traps and like the stuff that like. But I don't know. That's what's fun about the movie. So like, yeah, yeah it it doesn't have to be, you know, an adventure film like this doesn't have to make sense entirely i don't think it doesn't have to be logically set up you know, one of you don't have to one, sit there and be like well how would how would willie set this all up like i don't understand the, the mechanics yes. of these traps but, <laughs> it's just like eventually some of these fucking ropes are gonna fucking just degrade over time um but i yeah. think one of the biggest ones and like i do give it a pass because it's funny but just the shitty fucking uh plumbing job done uh, I think it's. It, I thought it was throughout town, like when they're underground and they're fucking with the pipes and shit, um, mm-hmm. and it causes fu- a bunch of mayhem. But uh, I guess it turns out it's not all over town. It's just at the country club where all the rich people are. Um, yeah. Which makes it better. Uh, but still, like the shoddy fucking pipes done here. But it also begged the question, like, okay, okay. So, but the rest of the people, the plumbers who fucking installed this shit, they never fucking, like, bothered to go down the rest of the fucking booby trap trail. <laughs> they just saw the yeah, one get, dead guy nope. hit by a how'd boulder. How'd they get and, down like, there? No, a treasure place. Is not for me. Yeah. How'd they even get down there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they didn't go through the Fratelli's restaurant basement drain thing. and no, no, they, like, they make a big deal out of the, the 1930s explorer reporter or whatever, yeah. the guy that got yeah. down there and left his journal and Chester all that stuff. Chester Copperpot. Chester Copperpot, that's right. Um, and so, like, yeah, I mean, if, if a plumber made it he, almost as far as this guy to put in <laughs> the pipes. Well, that's what but, I'm saying. The, plumber, yeah. the plumbers, when they were installing <laughs> that shit, they saw the dead body. I'm like, no, no, man, I don't get paid enough to fucking check out the rest of this shit. You just... Do the fucking shitty pipe work. They're paying us cheap. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> and then that one scene where Sloth goes through it and he grabs the pipe and just shoves it up. And then you hear all the car crashes. <laughs> yeah. Just see his face. <laughs> oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> yeah. There's, there's uh, yeah, all of these little traps and stuff that are set up. And, and even, even like the way that they show Astoria, right? This town that they're, they're living in. It's a cool little seaside town yeah um, it the is. architecture's it's... really neat like it 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 just feels right for this type of story so i didn't oh, actually perfect, go yeah. to the the goonies house and beach there but i've been to cannon beach oregon which part of this was also shot um <laughs> uh, shot at and it's it is it's it's ex- almost exactly to this day like it's shown in this movie it's it's very cool oh wow cool yeah i did hear this nice coastal town feel I did hear something, yep. and I think mm-hmm. it was the the main house, like uh, you know, uh, Mikey and, and Brand's house. The people that the have been like, stay the hell away, like quit trying to take pictures of the house. I know, uh, I know that house is the one from a Christmas story. Another house, people. If you're not gonna, <laughs> please stop yeah, sending yeah. your tubby children and having them do the truffle shuffle truffle. outside of our house, please. <laughs> we have elderly here, and they can't stand it anymore. <laughs> well, it, there, speaking of that house, there's a there's a thing that it never occurred to me how it 
is never explained, but Mike and Bran's house has this elaborate little device thing for getting the gate open. And I yeah. don't know why. Like, it's neat. It's like it's watching Louis' Big Adventure to, again. But yeah, exactly. To establish, like, how Mikey and One-Eyed Willie are pretty much, like, the same people. But yeah. it does, practicality-wise, I'm like, okay, how does the balloon pop in, make a chicken drop its fucking egg? And also, there's clearly other eggs around, so whenever this fucking thing just <laughs> plops an egg, it's just opening the, the gate. gate. Opens, and how long yeah. has that fucking sprinkler system been on? How much water are you wasting? There's a reason you can't afford this fucking house anymore. Jesus it, fucking Christ, Mikey. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> why you can't start go down that path with nope, this movie. Right. Nope, like, nope. Just, <laughs> um, yeah. I but, will say, uh, I know that he and his brother still have like that brotherly antagonizing thing, but they also have strong moments where they show how close they are, which I don't think I get a lot in movies, when especially at no. this time. Like, would you show the whole kind of dynamic of, of having a brother? Given, given I'm an only child, but from what I understand, like, no, it's a love-hate relationship. I, I think it's done really well. Like, yeah, yeah they, they definitely show that, you know, they antagonize each other as siblings. But then, yeah, when it comes down to it, like, they're looking at, they look out for each other as well. Yeah. Which, oftentimes, you don't really see. You'll, you'll get the, you know, the bratty little kid, younger sibling, and the, you know, um bully older older brother kind of thing but yeah this this like relationship Toad and 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 strange weird science yeah, yeah. oh yeah yep yep <laughs> um yeah and especially in the 80s because everything's kind of played you know the style everything's kind of played up a little bit and i think this was a little more grounded in a yeah. lot of ways yeah. which is weird because um, there's moments where it is like better grounded yeah, the, the, than other fucking films there's a lot of things about this movie that aren't grounded at all but yeah the the interpersonal stuff seems to be pretty yeah yeah i don't know it's that hard pretty well yeah. Yep. you gotta go for the heart it's it's rare that a movie from this era is not as problematic culturally as a lot of other ones are <laughs> yeah. this has a couple of things but nothing that like cancels it you know what i mean yeah there's yeah, I, I think its biggest challenge is sloth but he's so yeah, lovable I think that's his... too, but, but yeah. he is he's so lo- like by the end of the movie it's it's really hard to be upset about it because you like him so much yeah. like and they and, kind of just and it, it, go ahead yeah sorry and the, it, he does become one of the crew so it's not like it's not like his disability is used as a way of like poking fun at him. They they very much accept him and bring him in. The, as yeah, in fact, you know, I don't even I don't about, I don't feel like the character is really that problematic at all because he's being abused by this really horrible family. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, first, that's and, why he is the way that he is. And that's fine because yeah, Mama dropped him one too many times. Yeah, and he's and quite so sensitive about it. There's yeah there I. They created a character that has, you know, that they wanted to have, like, he's the monster of the story. But just like in, you know, Monster Squad, the, the you know, Frankenstein's mm-hmm. monster, same kind yeah. of thing. Yes, they're using physical disabilities and these deformations and stuff, but you're right. They He's accepted by the Goonies. Once they get over their, you know, once Chunk gets over his fear... Yeah, which yep. is very quick because like he's like scared and he's like, "Do you want a candy bar?" <laughs> which is great. Like that's his way of getting. Over, like, you want a snack? I got a baby Ruth. Got a baby Ruth, and you know, <laughs> they, they... right away feeds it to him after he drops the. And candy he does. Bar. He shares yeah, it there's... right away. Once, once you really meet this character, you know, the first time you see Sloth, it is supposed to be this scary thing, and to a kid, mm-hmm. that is scary. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. real scary to a child, especially around then. And it, I, that's why I don't feel like the character's really problematic. They set him up to, you know, for a reason, you know, as a character. But right away, he's he's lovable. Once you meet him, you're on. And teaches a good life lesson in general. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it script wise, I think it works. I think the 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 choice to do the makeup the way they did it, uh, versus you know either hiring an actor or you know yeah uh, but yeah but i also think it's hard to do the first part of it if you were to hire an actor with down syndrome or somebody like you know um having him do the scary part then becomes kind of problematic so yeah i don't know it's a tough it's a tough decision but yeah yeah and i think they handled it for its time surprisingly well 
you know, and yeah. I'm and I'm not just trying to gloat on it because you know I love this movie, but I I think that's one of the reasons why it's so rewatchable is that it it's kind of timeless. Like, yeah, it's got its '80s vibes to it, especially the music and stuff like that. There's some Cindy Lauper, oh, yeah. and you know, but, Cindy Lauper theme song, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it it just it's a great little classic adventure. I'd put it up there with Raiders of the Lost Ark as just a great yeah. adventure movie. In this case, it's about kids and it's more contemporary, but, uh, you know, for when it was made. But And I'd have yeah. to go back and look at, like, the order a lot of these, like, you know, kid adventure films were made, but I feel like this was, like, kind of the start of a lot yeah. of things that came after. Yeah. And all the way down to, like, kid-centric horror and sci-fi stuff, like, goosebumps and and yeah. stuff yeah. that comes after that like i feel like all of that stuff has a goonies vibe to it it's kid kid detectives kids looking into stuff on their own independent of adults and that they're the ones Start, that understand what's really going adventure. on well yeah. and again yeah stranger things would Same. not have happened without goonies see it just this right. would be no yep. exactly this is what's so fascinating goonies is one of those few properties thus far that has not had a reboot or a sequel but it has had a big impact in like creating similar media, like you mentioned, Stranger Things being one. I think one of the greatest ones, and so far it's one of those untouched things, which is like, yep, this is how this should be going. This is one of those few things that did not have to become a franchise and hasn't yet. Knock on wood. Um, but yeah. it's 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 one of those things that can live purely by itself, and it's so pure, and then trigger inspiration for future things down the line it's like good that's how this should work um but then again give it about like two years and we're gonna get the ai generated goonie sequel well there's been some there were there were talks of a sequel and they were all canned (laughs) and stuff and i was just reading in 2020 there was um uh they were gonna do a remake of it and then it they announced in 2021 that they weren't going to, and then later that year they said that Disney Plus has picked up a series that's now being titled Our Time. Shit. So who knows what they're going to do with it? I don't know. I don't. It, it certainly does not need a sequel. No, it needs to exist. I, I would does. love if just just for once something like this could just be it its own entity and yeah, you know, yeah. And there's there's been some like other media. I mean, not much actually. There was a a video game, I think, Goonies video game that that continued the story, but it was like an old Nintendo game and didn't give much to. Yeah, uh, really? I'm gonna look that up now. <laughs> Goonies Two is that? There's a Goonies Two something out there, um, I think, or I'm just totally remembering this, something. Is this a maybe I'm just even thinking of the Goonies game? Yeah, oh, there no, was it's one. Here. Goonies 2 for Nintendo, because I remember playing the game, and it does, it, it attempts to continue the story or something along those lines, but... Oh, this is anyway. so fucking yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like But it. it's done in, like, a very, like, if you can imagine an NES version of trying to continue a story of something, yeah, it's it's very much in that. Yeah. Yeah, but, and, but yeah, as far as I know, that's really the only thing that spun off of this at all. Like, it's its, its own, en- it's, a, it's a single entity. And <laughs> I... I'm not saying that there isn't a story that could be written that could continue this and it couldn't be entertaining. No, but I don't think it needs it. It just... It definitely does not need it. But the only thing I want to see is not a remake. I want to see the same cast, the age they are now, having a pirate adventure similar to this. (laughs) I'll watch that movie. I'm usually not in for the old guy kind of thing, but like... Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. I think it'd be fun. I want Sean. I want all of these guys back. Like that's what I want. I want to see old guy. You know, Sean Astin, Corey Feldman, Josh Brolin, uh, Kehu Kwan, and everybody. Yep, that's what I want. If yep. you make it a Goonies sequel, you make it with all the old guys. Otherwise, don't do it. And <laughs> yeah. I think I think have it where they're building the traps and setting it up for the future generations to fuck with. <laughs> they're trying to hide all their all their pirate money that they got from fucking, yeah. yeah all the fucking nonsense but i think it just it 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 worked i mean what did this movie have like a 19 million dollar budget and it ended yep. up making like 125 million yeah it, yeah it, it did well for a movie that is often called one of the 80s you know most beloved cult classics and, and i do believe it does fit that it was a very successful movie both 
critically and at box office and everything when it came out. Um, yeah. This was by far not like a sleeper or anything like that. It 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 was, it was a success kind of right out of the gate. Yeah, I think it's a cult classic because of the way that people like hold it in their hearts and have like this kind of like I don't know just obsessive fandom of this movie like the quotability of it the fact that it's kind of a cultural piece of you know 80s history <laughs> at this mm-hmm. point well, I think that's that's why it fits that definition but I got a question yeah. for both you guys have you guys introduced this to your kids and if you have what were their reactions I have and they weren't interested well, no I haven't yeah. yet I thought about it when watching it this last time, and I, I kind of hesitated thinking, like, I'm like I'm not sure this is paced correctly for my kids yet. In a year or two, I think I might try it. I, I Honestly, I think it's that 8 to 10, 10-year-old demographic. I think they're going to love it at that age. But I could be wrong, because Joe's kids obviously... Yeah, I, I showed it to <laughs> my son the other day, and he was kind of, like, half paying attention to it. There were some scenes he was watching more than others, like some of the booby trap stuff, but... Those are suspenseful mm-hmm. scenes, but as far as like the movie itself, he, he wasn't really interested. That's but, a bummer. Yeah, you know, and I even showed it to my daughter when she was younger, and she was like, "Yeah, okay." And, but then she loved Stranger <laughs> Things, and I was like, "Yeah, it's it, it see this." I'm like, yeah. So I don't know. They'll they'll be talking about Stranger Things, you know, when they're forty, you know, and talking about right. how great it is. True. They'll be saying, oh, "I remember that, my dad." That's the revenge when they introduce Stranger Things to their kids, and they're just meh. Yeah, and you'd exactly. just be sitting there in your rocker going, ah! ah. Oh, you know how it feels. Then you're going to make your grandkids watch Goonies. That's and they right. love it. And then that's how you guys connect. Bust out the like, old hey. beta player and, you know. Yeah, that's what you just blow, yep, just blow the thing. And I need stop. some RCA cables. They're at the antique store. They are now. Shit. Yeah. I didn't know TVs used to come in a box form. Right. Everything was that. everything's goggles now. <laughs> yeah, that's what the, that's going to be horrible. But anyways, let's not dwell in the future. Let's say in the past. Yeah, and this was a fun one to revisit. I mean, speaking of the past, yeah. I, I like I said, I watched this one probably yeah. about once a year, and it still makes me laugh. You know, the the jokes still land really well, um, even even some of the cornier ones. But really, all of them are pretty good. Like it's the humor in it isn't. Uh, like I said, there's no problematic stuff in there. It's it's not really cringy. It's you know you've got that character Troy, who's this total douchebag, and he's portrayed as one all the way through. There's no redeeming quality with him. <laughs> him, him and his dad. Right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. who ends up being the developer who's trying to, of course, or, or yeah. Yeah, yeah, trying to, which is one of those things I caught away, as an so. adult later on. I did not catch that yeah. when I was younger. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it's just like yeah. yeah when I was, like Joe said earlier, like when I was younger, I got the fact that they were moving away, like that the friend unit was ending, like that was you know something. Um, yeah. But yeah, I didn't I didn't get all the minutia of that. Nor do I think. I mean, the, the film doesn't dwell on it very long. It's just it's a thing that's there and it moves on. I so. think the movie's interesting enough where you can you can forgive some of the minutia that wasn't caught like there's some i had to look up even later in life like as an adult like what the hell is a goonie like oh it's just the name of their they, the name they give themselves the it's never docks. really clear yeah yeah what the hell are the goon docks like all that that's all in universe and it's never really explained it's kind of just in some passing dialogue it's, where as a kid i was like it's the name of their like you know little yeah. adventure club or whatever yeah. which they don't really ever have a scene that says that Right, right, that. and that, as a kid, I, um, I I was just like I accepted. It's their loser, losers club. It's this is a club. this is a movie, and I I haven't done my research and looked at like the the Blu-ray release of this and seen if there's a lot of extra cut scenes or whatever. But I do feel like that this is a movie like if there were a director's cut or an extended cut, that maybe some of that stuff hit the cutting room might, floor. Yeah. Like there's some more there's yeah. some more exposition in the beginning. Because I do feel like we miss out on some exposition about the history of these characters and, and yeah, whatever. But, there's lines but it honestly always, doesn't suffer a whole lot for it. It, it doesn't. There have always been lines that have confused me. Like, I don't want to go on another one of your crazy Goonie adventures. Like, wait, there's more? What yeah, are yeah. those? Like you're saying, like their background. And that's fine, though. I, I didn't get it as a kid. I just brushed it off because you're enjoying what you are seeing. And so even when you have a story that the way it's being presented, maybe you're right, maybe there were things cut, um, that 
some of the details aren't being spelled out, but you're still you're still on board. You're still engaged. That's oh, that's yeah. good right. filmmaking. And, but like you said, look who look who made it, right? Yeah, that yeah, uh, and it's kind of like the, with the Indiana Jones thing. You feel like the story or a Star Wars or back in old Star Wars, you're jumping into a story in the middle of a story. Like this is just one of many adventures, and this just happens to be the one that you're on. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. And what's nice about that is like you can make up the rest of it when you're done. Like when you're done with this story, you can maybe find things or create things. Yeah, it doesn't have to end. It doesn't have. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes straight from Spielberg's um, interest in, you know, old adventure serials and, and stuff like that. And. You know, just jumping into your chapter, the chapter you got to see before, you know, whatever reels that were on before the, the feature that you went to see. And you got yeah. to see the little bit of, you know, Flash Gordon, uh, you know, is he tune in next time to see. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know. it almost has that serial feel to it. Um, right. You know, it, it, it. God, Goonies in space. I'm sorry. Wow. There's the sequel. <laughs> Never say die. Right. Never say die. It turns oh. into a diehard fucking style Goonies. <laughs> Chunk that would be my my in a fucking building. That would be my my one reluctance to it. Uh, even an updated sequel with everybody as an adult, as you know, it would become more violent and more serious. And I don't know if that would work quite as well. It was violent enough, which isn't a bad thing, not at all. I it, mean, it was great, but you know, I think from a modern perspective, you could say that it was kind of violent for a kids movie. But there's nothing. There's the there's a threat of violence. Like the Fratellis are, are very like gruff and they're yeah. rough and they're definitely real criminals kind of in in the context of the story. But they're also like slapstick silly and never really like I don't think they induce a whole lot of actual fear. Right. Yeah. Um I think they're kind of comedy characters. So I think, yes there's some yeah. violence here, but I I don't think it's actually it, it's so cartoonish and and different than what we we yeah. you know like you said, like I, I would be afraid they'd have too much realistic violence now. For <laughs> this, this yeah. movie is one of those eighty movies that gets the balance perfectly right. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it's not like Gremlins are uh, whatever else. Uh, Gremlins is like the big one that always stuck out to me. Um, oh, I'd say Gremlins is another one that just gets the balance perfect. I love it. Yeah, well, it's Joe Dante. You kind of know what you're you, getting into. You say that, but I still remember the horrifying scene of, uh, was it Stripe coming out of the fucking, like... Oh, melting in the fountain melting at the Melting in the end. fountain like, and shit, or yeah. the, chain, the crossbow, or and the, yeah, just all that shit. And like, holy uh, shit! But, but I mean, again, with, with Gremlins, that's a Joe Dante movie. And, you yeah. know, he made the Halloween before also that. Also a Chris and, Columbus script, by the way. And a Chris well, Columbus script. Well, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think in this one though you it's it's Richard Donner. The, we know Richard Donner knows how to make you relate to these fantastical characters. How about you know? that Superman reference? Yeah, that, and <laughs> even got the theme the score. music. Yep. Yeah, and he got the score in there again. It's Donner, so yeah, you know, which yeah. was great. And he gave it to Sloth. Mm-hmm. It's just like, of course. Yeah, he points at the S. He's like Sloth. That's <gasps> awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, with the with the rainbow suspender. Oh, it's just it's gorgeous. It's and the pirate hat. It's just it's it's a beautiful thing. This whole There's movie. a Lego figure of that actually out there. Like oh really? Goonie set, and oh, there that's is cool. Sloth with the pirate hat and the Superman thing. And I'm like, yeah, ever find that? I don't care what That's it costs. Awesome. I'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so yeah, that's that's Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't go like through yeah, the well, like, We just really gushed about it. That's what we did here. I that's know. Why, I mean, but I exactly kind of feel like this isn't one you go through like the point to point because, like I said, it's kind of all over the place as far as adventure. But yeah. well, it, I think we got plot wise, we we covered it. There's yeah. there's there's you know bad guy gangsters there's a treasure in a pirate ship there's if anything traps, we're trying to there's sell kids it. like yeah yeah <laughs> we're trying to it's, like if you haven't seen it it's seen all it. there it's and there. and no. anyone listening to this i mean and i shouldn't say that everyone's got their like wall of shame movies that like oh yeah i knew i should have seen that and i never have but 99 percent of people listening today are probably yeah. have seen the goonies before so yeah, I, yeah, ideally so. that's that's the perfect yeah. world <laughs> yeah, the perfect world I, where like corporate or not corporate greed uh just capitalist greed is beaten out by just some adventurous youth yeah yeah i i could kind of guess where we're going but if we have to give this thing a grade um what do you guys think for for the goonies i don't know 
start us off, Joe? Uh, it's an A. It's an A+. Plus. Yeah. I mean, this is... it's, And, yeah, my nostalgia's playing into it, but this is a great nostalgia movie to reach back to. You know, Definitely. even if you, if you didn't grow up watching this, I know, you know, my kids today didn't grow up watching it, so there's, you know, but if if this is one that you did, you're going to have a strong connection to it because it's a really well-made film. The cast, especially having that many kids, and that's kind of notorious in films, like when you have a lot of kids in your cast, it can be, you know, hard to, and occasionally, I don't want to say that all kids are bad actors because that's not true at all. It's rare to get a movie like this where everybody is so damn good, you know. And I would say this or is it's like, believable. Or believable. Yeah. Stand by me is another one which even shares some of the cast, right? Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but you know that same, and that's another one with the same dynamic, which I would love to review on here sometime because that's another one of my favorites. But um, yeah, I think if you were a, a kid growing up in the '80s and '90s, and this was on repeat this had a big influence on like what you what you did on your weekends i mean a small town like eric you know ryan you grew up in a small town too yep this is the kind of shit you got into not this extreme obviously but you're always kind of hoping for that goonie adventure yeah that would pop up yeah you always hoped this would come up (laughs) so i i yeah i without hesitation give this one an a plus not just because i grew up loving it but to this day it still holds really well um for, for modern times and the, the characters are great the sets are great you mentioned the score which is great yeah this is this is a, a enthusiastic two thumbs up oh yeah um I feel like well it's it's fucking clear I'm gonna be repeating a lot of the same things but the one that I'm gonna I'm gonna fixate on that Joe brought up is like wanting that small but wanting that big adventure when you were a kid and like yeah i grew up and i've said it multiple times i grew up in the woods in the middle of nowhere so goonies spoke to my soul so much because like that's what you would go out in the woods and you would just play during the summer until it got dark out and then like you're having so much fun that you forget entirely that it's dark and like gotta fucking get back to the woods um <laughs> And it's like, just, it's, it's like, I think when I was a kid, after I saw this movie multiple times, like, I wanted that, like, I wish that I stumbled across something when I was out walking in the woods that led to this grand adventure or some shit like that. And mm-hmm. even as an adult, I still want that. <laughs> even, <laughs> kind of. It depends if the insurance is still around. But <laughs> it's, it's, um... It's just one of those things where it just it feels so good that this exists. It is a pure movie and like its flaws are charming like an an important part of it. Um and I I just think it's it's I think it's one of the like not just film highlights but cultural highlights that one of the few good things america has to offer the world and i think goonies is one of those things like this is easily an a plus for me and like i feel bad for any kids who did not click to this clearly they think that their lives are just peachy fine and they're probably bored as fuck yeah because like you need because <laughs> this this is this is a film for those out there who who crave adventure and who are on Doubtably weirdos like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um so like i am for that like goonies like brother uh brotherhood sisterhood type whatever thing whatever hood uh non-gender conforming hood um yeah goonies forever man yeah well and and, and certainly uh echo chamber alert here essentially <laughs> so um but yeah no i have a lot of the same feelings and i won't repeat you know, basically both you guys just, just said about it, but yeah, it's, it's, it still holds that sense of like fun and adventure. I think that it, that it did when you see it, when you're young, um, Ryan pointed out, it's not without its flaws and it's not, it's got some things that are very eighties about it. It's got some things that don't quite work perfectly. Uh, it, in this case, I think it does add to, to its charm somewhat. Like movies like this just aren't, 
And I know that we made the, the Stranger Things comparison multiple times, and where where that definitely took a lot of influence from this, and I definitely enjoy Stranger Things quite a bit. I it still doesn't quite have the little like magic that this had, and of course a lot of that comes from growing up with it. I think. Yeah. So you know, just like I said last week, to, doing Pee Wee's Big Adventure and this back to back are kind of kind of bizarre because it's the same. It's kind of the they sit in the same place. You know, uh-huh. uh, these are just movies that I, I grew up. And just enjoying and, and watching over and over again. Um, Pee-wee a little more than this one, but definitely I saw the Goonies, you know, many, many times growing up. And, uh, yeah, it's it's an A, A-plus even for me. It's it's just, and I think the reason is because, I, I don't know, it, it just doesn't seem to have been tarnished. Like, we've watched a lot of stuff here, like, hey, I really liked this movie when I was a kid, but it just doesn't. It's actually kind of boring, yeah. or I, you know, yeah. I, I've changed enough, or I've grown as a person. And this, this just doesn't appeal to me. None of that was an issue rewatching this movie. Yeah, if <laughs> like anything, it, it's gotten it, it still has all the same. Yeah, yeah, all the same charms. But I appreciated the, you know, and here I'm talking about like, oh, the interpersonal relationships and all this stuff. And it's like, but it's all there, like, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's why it's such a beloved movie. And and I am super grateful that they never got the sequel off its feet. That sounds that sounds mean and bizarre, but uh, like I'm glad that this is a, a property that just kind of sits on its own. It's there to enjoy, and it's not a franchise. It's not this big like you know thing. And and we'll see if it stays that way. Well, but I hope it know. does. Fingers crossed. Well, we would also love to hear what any of our listeners think of Goonies. This is obviously one you grew up with, right? Uh, please feel free to send us your thoughts on this one and any other questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junkier Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram on our main Video Junkier Podcast pages. If you write it, we'll read it, and we look forward to hearing from you. And we'll hope you come back and join us for more movie reviews on the Video Junkyard podcast. Uh, we need to fill out our schedule a little bit, but I know coming up directly, we have the Schwarzenegger DeVito comedy Twins, uh, Star Chaser, The Legend of Orin, and uh, many other good things coming after that. Uh, uh, also, we have over 250 other shows in our archive. Maybe we've already covered your favorite forgotten film. Uh, so feel free to go back and peruse all of the uh, all of our archive shows as well. If you have a favorite we haven't covered, um, please feel free to reach out and let us know what it is, and we'll get it on the show as soon as possible. Um, yeah, I just hope you'll come back and join us. And we want to thank you once again for listening to Video Junkier Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it, and will join us again. And until then, I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. I'm Ryan Seiskel, saying... Don't say that! Never say that! Goonies never say die! You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but... I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash videojunkyardpodcast, on Twitter at videojunkpod, and on Instagram as videojunkyardpodcast, all one word. want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard.